Hello and welcome back to my recorded journal. This is Veronica. I haven't recorded in two weeks. I've been journaling um, in my notebook for the last two weeks as opposed to recording. And today I decided that I would record my journal in addition to writing in my notepad. I use journaling as a form of letting go what's in my thoughts, in my mind, and just letting go of all that clutter. We have so much going on in our daily lives that we tend to hold on to things, hold on to thoughts and not let them go. So that um, really helps me when I journal in my notebook or via this recording. It helps my mental state of mind. Not that I'm crazy or anything like that, but if you hold on to too many thoughts, then stress sets in, anxiety sets in, and you don't live a happy life. You don't live a full and happy life. There's so much to be done in this lifetime that if you hold on to negative thoughts um, or thoughts that don't serve a purpose, you hold yourself back from being happy, being content, being um, in the present. And that's why I use journaling as a form of releasing everything that I have going on in my mind. It's like, it's like a billboard in my mind. That's the way I look at it. I have a billboard running, you know, with all these thoughts and um, things that really don't serve me a purpose. If it's already closed, if it's a chapter that's closed in my life, why do I need to keep coming back to it? Why do I need to reopen that thought if it's already been settled and closed? And that's why I journal and recording the the journal is a different avenue, a different outlet for me so I can go back and listen to it just as I go back and I read through my journal of what I've written throughout, you know, the last couple of years. And it's really helped me to grow as a person um, mentally and physically. It really helps my, you know, my attitude. And we all, you know, can have a good attitude towards life or have a negative attitude towards life. It just depends on how we see the whole picture. For myself, I'm always uh, on an even-keeled tone. And um, I don't let much affect me. But when I do let other things affect me outside of, you know, um, my thoughts, it could, it could really be terrible because I'll just sit and um, try to dissect every piece of the puzzle. And there's really no dissecting. You take, you know, whatever has come to you, whether it's via a text, a phone call, a message, or in person, somebody has said something negative to you, you have to um, take it, filter it, and let it go. And sometimes I can take it, not filter it, just let it sit and steep and simmer. And by the time I decide to let it go, it's blown up in my mind and I've blown up and said whatever comes to, you know, my tongue. And the tongue is the sharpest tool that you can use to hurt somebody. And yes, although you see me happy and smiling and I have a good attitude, I'm helpful. 
when I get upset, my tongue lashes out like a sharp knife because I don't filter what I'm going to say. Whatever comes to my thoughts, to my mind, it's going to spew out of my mouth and it's a terrible thing. Um, So I've learned to control uh, my anger when I get angry. Um, It's not very nice. It's not very pleasant. It can be very unpleasant because I say what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking, not realizing that words hurt that words could hurt, you know, that other person that I'm talking to that I'm, you know, um, just letting loose that like a a cannon. So, you know, with journaling and recording a journal, it's really helped me to evaluate, okay, Veronica, was it important to get hurt and hurt that other person by what, you know, you felt? Is it important to let it go? Is it important to address it? So those are the things that I sit and, you know, write down, you know, if somebody says something hurtful to me, am I going to come back at them with hurtful words? Or am I just going to listen, not have a reaction and let it go? And trust me, when somebody hurts you it and you're not expecting it it's like a dagger in your heart a dagger at your person and it's how you react to that emotion that really sets you up for failure or sets you up to be the bigger person so i've learned that not every action needs a reaction and i'll tell you you know in my 48 years um that has really come to play Uh, you know, in the present, you know, does every action need a reaction? And sometimes, you know, you want to have an immediate reaction, your impulse is to react, but, you know, have an impulse to take a moment, step back and evaluate why is that person being hurtful? What are their words, you know, meaning what meaning, um, is behind that so I've learned to take a step back and analyze before I say anything or you know if I say anything you know be mindful of the words that I'm going to use and I'm not perfect I'm far from perfect let me tell you Um, nobody in this world is perfect and I don't claim to be and I've learned that I have I have good attributes as well as you know negative attributes about my person and Um, if you're balanced, if you keep a balance of your good and your negative, you'll always outshine with the good attributes as opposed to the negative attributes of your person. Everybody has the good and the bad and then the yin and the yang to who you are. Um, and I've learned to not be so reactive and, um, thoughtless in my words when I get upset because it, it can hurt somebody. It can, my words can hurt. And you can't take back those words that you've spewed out. If you told somebody what you were thinking without um, realizing what you were saying, that person's going to be hurt by your actions, by your words. And you can't take that back. You can't say, I'm sorry. You can only say sorry so many times. And if you continue to do the same things and act in the same manner, what's the purpose of apologizing? Apologies 
are going to be, you know, um, worth nothing. So, you know, I've learned to, okay, I'm upset. Walk away. Don't think about what you're going to say, you know, um, because it's not going to be nice. It's not going to be pretty. And is it going to be hurtful? And in the long run, do you want to have to apologize for something that you said out of anger? So that's, you know, uh, why I do journal, you know, to decompress everything that's in my mind, um, the clutter in your, in your mind, the thoughts of um, everyday life. And, you know, if you clear out the clutter, it helps you be better, um, a better individual a better person with your thoughts and your actions. And that's why I enjoy journaling because I can go back and uh, reread what I was thinking, what I felt and analyze it and say, okay, you know what? I've grown from here. Um, In the past, I would have done this. In the past, I would have said this. And you really, you know, take a deep look at who you are as a person. You take a step outside of the box and look at yourself and analyze yourself and it helps you grow and if you don't allow growth as a person you'll never change nobody can change you you are who you are only you can change yourself and and I say this because we come into you know relationships whether it's with our family with loved ones with you know, um, relationships and marriages. Um, We can't change who we are. We can adapt to, you know, our circumstances, our situations, and we can't change another person because everybody has their own mindset, who they are as a person, and we have to accept it and learn how to embrace that person. And if we don't, then we're going to always be challenging ourselves to try to change someone or try to change ourselves. And I say this because everybody wants somebody to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. And um, if they say that they're perfect, okay, that's crazy. We all have imperfections. I know what my imperfections are. I know what my strengths are. I know what my vulnerability is. I know where I lack strength. And I can share that I'm a good person. I have a good heart. I'm always willing to help. And I go the extra mile to help, you know, anyone and everyone and to make accommodations so everybody that I come across or that I meet is comfortable and if they need something and I can you know help them in any shape or form I do help but then again my imperfections is that you know I can tolerate a lot and I take a lot but then when I get pushed to my limit where I can't no more when you know somebody's taken advantage of my kindness then I lash out I I don't think of what I'm gonna say I just say what comes to my mind and I spew negativity and and I can be hurtful with my words so I've learned to you know take the time to acknowledge when I'm upset you know take you know 10 minutes and walk away and hold what I'm gonna say until something you know 
polite is going to come out. Something that will be um, a, not a not in a kind. How could I say it? Not something that's going to be hurtful, but something that's going to educate both that other person and myself in how to better interact. And it takes a big person to acknowledge that you have imperfections. And not everybody can acknowledge that they have imperfections. I have imperfections as well as, I, you know, good qualities. Um, so I recognize my imperfections and how I can get upset, you know, and say the wrong thing. But if I acknowledge it and I try to make it better, then, you know, I'm being a bigger person. I see it as being a bigger person as opposed to not acknowledging it and saying, oh, well, I'm perfect, you know, because I do this or because I act like this or I do that, um, it's excused when I get upset. No, it's not an excuse. When you get upset, it's a true feeling and you have to acknowledge it and, you know, um, recognize that not every situation um, causes a reaction from you. Not every situation should cause a reaction. You could let it go and let it be and it'll sort itself out. And I've learned this. Um, it's a hard lesson to learn, but I, you know, I have learned this and I'm still learning. And I'm learning not to be so giving of myself, not to be so giving of my person. You know, I'm very kind. And, you know, sometimes people may mistaken my kindness as a sign of weakness. I'm not weak. I'm a very strong person. Um, I've accomplished a lot in my life in what I feel um, is important to me. I may not have, you know, a million dollar home. I may not have, you know, a fancy car. I may not have a ton of money in the bank, but you know what? I have a job. I have a roof over my head. I have a vehicle and I have family that loves me for who I am. So that's an accomplishment to me that is a great accomplishment because how many people can say that they have a family that loves them, they have a roof over their head, they have a vehicle to get them to and from, they have employment. Um, Sometimes, you know, we are missing one or two or three of those things and I'm happy, you know, where I'm at in life. Yes, I may not be where I envision myself, but I still have time to get there. And I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a race. I have the time that I allow myself to get there. If I want to get there in a year from now, if I want to get there in six months from now, all I have to do is sit down and align goals for myself and dates to meet those goals and I can get there. Nothing is for free in this world. Nothing is handed over to you. You have to make your own path and decide, am I going to take this route or am I going to, you know, take the longer route, take the scenic route where it's going to take me a little bit longer than I expected, but I'll get there eventually I'll get there. So that's how I evaluate, you know, where I'm at at this point in time. I'm 48 years old. I don't have any children. Um, not because I, I didn't want to have children. You know, that wasn't God's plan for me to, you know, um, to be a mother. And I'm okay with that. 
Um, sometimes people ask, oh, you know, you don't have any children. Why didn't you have any children? Well, you know, I it wasn't in the plan for me. And I, I've learned that what's for me will be. And if it's not for me, it's not going to be. And that's the hardest lesson to learn as an individual and as an adult. Um, when you're younger, you don't realize it, you don't see it. But now as an adult, I realize that what's for me will not miss me. And if it's not for me, then it's closed. I've accepted it and I've let it go. Letting go is the hardest thing that you can do. And I sometimes have a hard time of letting go. But then once I've evaluated it and took some time to think about it, to write about it, and just, you know, um, take that clutter out of my mind, I let it go. And we all have a journey in this life. We all have, you know, our birth date. We all have our, you know, day, you know, where it's our last day on this earth. We don't know the day and the time or the hour. Only God knows that time, you know, but we all have our life planned out before we're even born. So why do we make it difficult to understand that we will go through good things, through bad things, through, you know, happy times, through sad times. And in this lifetime, you have to learn to accept and to understand that nothing is perfect, no one is perfect, and you just make adjustments as you go. So as you go, each day is different. You live for today, don't live for tomorrow, don't live for yesterday, because you're gonna be disappointed. What was yesterday is gone, what you have today is what you work with. Tomorrow is never promised, and you don't know what tomorrow holds. So I've learned to live the best life that I can live and unapologetically happy, sad, mad, disappointed. Everything, you know, is a full circle. We, you know, we have life cycles that we go through. Each chapter in our life is a cycle that we go through and it just depends on how you accept each cycle to move forward and forge, you know, your own path of happiness or your own path of um, pity. And why do you want to be living in pity? You know, if you've had heartbreak, if you've, you know, had a loss, why do you want to, you know, have self-pity? You go through the emotion and you let it go. And believe me, you know, I've, I've gone through heartbreaks. I've lost my brother and I, I've been terribly sad, but I've learned how to heal from that, how to grow. And I'm not going to say that I'm completely healed or that I'm an expert, but I've learned to understand that in this life, nothing is promised. Nothing is forever and nothing is permanent. You go through different situations and it's a lesson to be learned. And that's the way I look at it now. I've learned a lesson and I've learned to um, be more um, 
instinctive, I don't even know if that's the correct word, I've learned to pick up on situations and things where my intuition really kicks in and I'm like, no, this doesn't seem right, something is off and at times when my intuition has been right, I wanted to push it back and say, oh no, it's just me overthinking and no, it's not. you know, my intuition was right in what I felt. And, um, I think that with me, you know, journaling and decluttering my thoughts, it's really helped me be more intuitive with, um, situations and, um, things that, you know, come about in my day-to-day life, in my personal life, in my work life, uh, my intuition, you know, if I'm feeling something in my gut, it's because, something's off something's not right and until it it closes itself out then I'm not having that feeling and I've learned to not disregard that feeling because in the end what I felt usually more often than not is instinctive and it's true so I've learned to be intuitive and to not disregard it to not dismiss it because then I, you know, gonna, um, just have more clutter in my mind where I should have like listened and then I'll be okay. You know, I thought about it and I ignored it. And this is why, you know, because I knew it was going to happen. So, um, journaling has really helped me grow as a person, um, help declutter, you know, my mind so I'm not stressed so I'm not anxious yes I have days where I'm you know more anxious than not I do have anxiety um I had anxiety when I was a teen um then it went away just as it appeared it disappeared and then as an adult a young adult I had anxiety again and just as it appeared it disappeared and um anxiety is not something that is pleasant because you feel like you're gonna die you don't know how to explain what you're feeling and it's just those thoughts in your mind that are running haywire that causes the stress and anxiety so I've learned how to cope with my anxiety Um, the the coping mechanism at first was you know I was a functioning adult with anxiety you can be in public and nobody would know that you were feeling anxious because you learned how to um, cover that anxiety put a mask on over that anxiety but as I you know um, realized that it's just my mind and my body reacting to my thoughts that the anxiety wasn't gonna you know cause me any harm it wasn't gonna do anything to me it's not real I had it acknowledge it look at it and put a put a stop to it so that's how I've um, learned how to deal with my anxiety everybody has anxiety in one way shape or form or throughout their life lifetime and if you've never experienced anxiety oh my gosh you know you're winning because it's an awful feeling and um, I did notice that I was feeling a bit more anxious with this coronavirus um, as opposed to, you know, and before it, before, you know, the coronavirus. 
And once it started getting uh, more real, and I and I say more real, when you can't go out and about and do your normal things, your normal life, you can't live your normal life because you have to stay home, then it makes you more anxious. I, I work remotely from home, so my, you know, day-to-day interactions are with teammates um, via phone or via instant messaging or email, and then, you know, finishing your work day and not being able to go out and do things, just general things, um, not to run errands, but just in general to be out and about, um, causes anxiety. And I sometimes I don't like to sit still um, because I find it kind of boring. Um, and I'll, you know, my atten- or not boring, my attention span isn't the greatest. If something doesn't, you know, catch my attention, my attention span's not there. I'm looking for other things to do. And um, that's not, a, sometimes that's not a good thing because it, it, it could um, really cause issues, especially if you're in a relationship. Um, and if your attention span's not there um, and you, your mind wanders, it, it hurts the other person because that other person um, wants, to, wants your attention. But if you can't give them attention, in the manner that they're seeking, it causes friction, it causes hurt, it causes disappointment. So um, with, you know, being quarantined and stay at home, only go out for essentials, that was causing me anxiety. And then the fact that you're listening to the news 24 hours a day, seven days a week, listening to um, everything that's going on, how many deaths, how many, you know, new cases, then you think, oh my gosh, you know, I have a sore throat. Um, am I feeling, you know, a fever? Do I have a cough? You start wondering all these things, thinking that, you know, you're going to get sick. Um, and that causes anxiety. So I've learned to, you know, quiet my mind by writing, you know, in my journal and recording. So, you know, with the recording, I can go back and listen to my voice and to my thoughts and understand, okay, you know, that's what I was thinking on this day. That's what I recorded on this day. Or when I go back to my journal, this is what I wrote on this day. And this is what I was feeling on this day. And it helps declutter my mind. I want to be the best person possible. I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. But, you know, if I can be a better version of myself, then why not? Why have all that clutter in my mind that's going to make me miserable? That's going to make me unhappy. That's going to make me anxious. It's going to make me stressed. It's not worth it. To me, you know, if I'm happy, if I have clear thoughts, then I'm living by my best life. And I always say this, you know, living my best life. And I'm happy where I'm at. And and I can't complain. What is there to complain about? Uh, I'm living in, you know, the most unapologetically way that I can. Yes, I might, I may not have it all, but who, who has it all? And when you have it all, can you be happy? Are you happy? I've been in situations where I had it all, but was I really, really happy? No, no, because things don't make you happy. You have to be happy with yourself as a person 
and who you are as an individual to truly be happy. If you're not happy, you know, with who you are or as an individual, nothing nor anyone is going to make you happy. I've been in situations where I had nothing and, you know, and I was happy. It's just how you perceive situations and things and, you know, what you may or may not have that makes you happy. And I can say right now in 2020, I am happy. I'm content with myself and I have no complaints against myself, my person. I'm not criticizing myself. I'm not looking at myself thinking, you know what, if I were 10 pounds um, less heavy, you know, if I had lost 10 pounds, would I be more happy, Um, you know, with 10 pounds off my frame? No, I'm happy with who I am as a person. It's not what's on the outside, the outer shell that counts. It's who you are on the inside. And that's what makes you happy. That's what makes you beautiful. And I, and I look at myself, I'm like, yeah, I may not be where I was 30 years ago when I was a teenager and I thought I was, you know, fat. Here I am at 48 years old and I am heavier than when I was in high school or after high school, but I'm still happy. I'm still Veronica. I'm still who I am because weight doesn't define me. My looks don't define me. And what defines me is who I am as a person, my character. And if I'm happy on the inside, it'll show on the outside. If I'm a beautiful person on the inside, it's going to show on the outside. My shell is just a vessel that's carrying me through this lifetime. And once my shell is gone, guess what? It's it's not here. It, it disappears. And who I am as a person and how I've impacted others by, you know, um, how I've helped them or how we've met and, you know, um, what impact I made in their lives, that's what's going to matter. And, you know, I've learned, you know, to be a giving person and to be giving is is really, you know, giving of yourself. You give a little bit, little bit of yourself when you give to a person, somebody that you meet, anybody that you meet, you give a little bit of yourself. And sometimes you have to, you know, take a step back and say, okay, I need to recharge because I'm, I've given so much of myself that I don't know how much more I can give. And I've learned that, you know, being giving um, is, you know, it's a good trait to have, but also it could be a negative trait that impacts you, that impacts your mind, and you have to recharge and refuel so that you can, you know, be at 100% and give some more. I don't mind being a giving person. I don't mind being a help helpful person. I enjoy that. I enjoy giving and helping but sometimes, you know, it could be a detriment um, because you don't take care of yourself and you become run down and you don't take the time to recharge. So I've learned 
that, you know, by taking time, you know, to give myself, you know, time by journaling, by reading, um, by just spending quiet time with myself, I'm recharging so I could be the best version of myself. And even recharging by, you know, going out, you know, shopping, going to a mall, although not a, you know, not the, um, like a closed mall. I like the outdoor malls because I don't want to feel enclosed. Um, as an adult, you get bored of the regular mall. You want to be on an outside mall. And probably I like the outside malls because I enjoy being outside. I enjoy the sun and I'm driven by the sun. So that's probably why I enjoy outside malls more than an enclosed mall. And just taking the time to um, see the world, see what's out there is enough for me. I don't, like I say, I don't have it all and I don't expect it all. But, you know, as long as I'm happy with myself, I have it all and I can't complain. Um, In this lifetime, you only get one life to live. And if you live it right, you'll never regret anything. I don't regret anything in my life. I, you know, um, can say that I lived a good life. I, I love my life and I, I'm anxious, not anxious, I'm um, happy to see what's to come in the next 20 years of my life. I, I don't know what is written as of yet, but I'm ready to discover what beholds for the next 20 years. And I, I may be single at the moment and I don't know what will happen six months from now, a day from now, a week from now. I may, you know, come into a relationship. I may meet someone um, and come into a relationship, but I don't need to be in a relationship to be happy. I'm happy, you know, with myself. I love myself. And, you know, as long as I am loving myself, what more would I want? And, and I say this because sometimes people feel like they need to be in relationships. They, you know, leave a relationship and then um, not even a month out or six months out, they're already into another relationship, you know, and jumping from relationship to relationship. And really, you know, the point of that serves nothing because you've not found what truly makes you happy if you're not happy with yourself you're not going to be happy in a relationship um, or any relationship relationships are hard Um, you have to work at it it has to be 50 50 it can't be 60 40 it can't be 80 20 you have to give of yourself and understand that nobody is perfect everybody has imperfections and you work with them you work it to make it a unit and you know each day you learn and you adapt but if you expect to go into a relationship and only give 10 percent and expect that other person to give 90 percent and they're only giving five percent it's not going to work and believe me you know i i learned this you know um when when i you know um when I married and then lived with that person, you, you, you don't understand um, like everything, how everything changes. And, and it's a learning 
and it's adapting and it's you know it can be difficult um you know when you give of yourself and you know it's work you know any relationship whether it's marriage or you know or boyfriend girlfriend relationship it takes work and it has to be 50 50 it has to be you know equal parts of both both of the persons for it to work and um it's hard and that's why a lot of you know relationships don't work don't work or don't last because somebody is giving more than the other or the other you know doesn't want to bend you have to bend and move forward and move back and make adjustments you know to make it your own to make it you know through the tough times to make it through the rough times you know the sea always rises but then it it goes back so in a relationship there'll be highs there'll be lows but if you learn how to ride the tide you'll make it work and sometimes people don't understand that and don't see it and find it easier to you know make an you know cause you know a relationship to end and move on you know to other you know um, relationships but they're not successful in any relationship because they don't understand how to you know ride the tide and and I say that not just for myself but anyone out there um, I've learned you know um, that relationships are hard and you know sometimes we break up with people and we don't want to break up you know there's still feelings there but you can't control a situation or be in a situation that um, warrants more more of you so you know um, everything in life you know has an end you know to the chapter you close that chapter and you start a new chapter everything in life is a cycle it's a life cycle the one cycle closed you start a new cycle so that's how I look at life at this point in time is by life cycles by chapters I don't know what's to come I don't know what tomorrow holds but I know what today holds and I'm gonna live for today I'm happy I'm content I'm thriving I have a roof over my head I have food on my table and I have family that loves me I have friends that love me and I have those that are dear to me that love me and what more could I want what more what else am I missing Um, I don't think I'm missing anything you know and I can say that I'm truly happy and I enjoy journaling and sharing a piece of me so with that being said thank you for taking the time to listen I know my words are probably all over the place but that's okay I'm not perfect and I'm being vulnerable by sharing and um, that's a plus so thank you for today have a great afternoon morning or evening dependent on the time that you're listening to this recording and we'll talk to you soon